1: Actually, a lot. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com. That's Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Who do not be first? Do we do enough? Well, well I, I
0: never, never shut, shut up, up Harry. Uh, it. must have been about 17, 16,
1: 17. Win it, they wins Right, the bouncer's guilty. This is no good for me. That's the reality. If you want the honest truth, and I see it every day.
0: Welcome to another episode of Talk Smart with you and McCart. I'm Andrew McCart. That's Joe Pugh. Joe, you're looking fresh this morning, mate. But listen, what you took a WhatsApp you and you said, listen, I didn't get into what seven o'clock this morning because you drove all the way down from Newcastle back down to Essex through the night. But you don't look that bad, mate. The hairs all slicked back. You're looking fresh.
1: Yeah, just a uh, cold shower does the business. Bit of uploading, but. I was in Newcastle week for some misfits, madness in Idris Virgo versus Aaron Chalmers. I'm sure we'll touch on that later. But it's been a big, big week of boxing. Um, yeah, I don't I don't even know where to start. But Newcastle is mad. That was my first time in Newcastle, Annie. That was oh, really? the first time I've ever been in Newcastle. Um, yeah, certainly something to remember up there. I bet you well, see, I'm from Edinburgh, Joe, right? So the Stag Dues, the Geordie Stag
0: Dues and the Edinburgh Stag Dues used to do swap. So everybody's because okay. it's only an hour and a half down the road, two hours down the road, straight road. So our Stag Dues go to Newcastle and the Geordie's come up to Edinburgh. It's just been a thing that's been going on for years. And probably a, there's a load of Geordie's that come up to Edinburgh for a party and we go down to Newcastle for a party. So uh, I've been to Newcastle many, many a times and it's a... Uh, it's a party city, man. They know how to party. I'm, I'm, I'm sure we're we'll touching it at the end of this, this thing that, but the, the madness that you go up to. But do you want to talk a little bit of boxing that happened last night in terms of
1: Joe Joyce? Yeah, big, very, very big. Um, Uber back to the hotel last night. I'm trying to find what's happening with the fight. I see Anthony Yard got the job done. Zach Parker got the job done, and I'm looking, hoping for Joe Joyce to see that winner banner, and then I see probably first Michael Benson pop up round three KO and what a KO it was.
0: Mm-hmm. And let's talk about the KO. Like, last week, what did I say last week? I wanted him to come in heavy. He came in heavy. Um, and I wanted him to take Zhang to the, the, the later rounds. That's sort of like the game plan I had in my head for, for Joyce and listening to his post fight interviews with Uma last night. Yep. He said the same thing that the plan was to be heavy, stay, stay away from his shots a little bit and take him into the later round. So, that was the game plan going in. But for somebody like Zhang, who I said as well last week, that's got fast, slow feet, but fast, lightning fast hands, it's difficult to stay away from somebody like Zhang for 12 rounds. And he, he proved it. He, he showed it last night that to break down the, the knockdown was something spectacular for Zhang. He set up off the backhand. Joe Joyce's left hand was at his hip. As sort of like he set up with the backhand, he made Joe Joyce lean back. And then as Joe Joyce was trying to counter, he just whipped that right hook round the side, and it was like two trains meeting each other. You know, Joyce's head coming this way, and the right hook coming this way, and it was just, just a phenomenal, brutal knockout. And obviously, we know Joe. It was, it was probably hurtful to see him face down on the canvas there. But you've got to give, give him some props for at least trying to beat that ten count and uh, trying to get up. But obviously, he didn't beat the ten count, and I think uh, Steve Gray waved it off. At, yeah. Which is the right decision? I don't think he could have carried on anyway. I just think that was just a brutal knockdown, and I think some fighters just have your number, Joe. Do you know what I mean some fighters just have another fighter's number? And I think that's with with Zhang being the southpaw and the fast hands, and I think that's that's just that's just a nightmare for somebody like Joe Joyce. But take nothing away from the Big Bang himself. There's a reason why he's called the Big Bang, and he's proved it last night. Why they do call him that?
1: Yeah, look, I think Gilead Zhang over these past three fighters now with the two of Joe Joyce, the Hergovich fight, even he's proven that he is a world level operator, um, knocking on the door for those top fours, because we all know the decision could have gone either way with the Hergovich fight. And um if he'd have got that, he would be number one with the IBF. Now, instead mm. he went down the WBO route and now he's number one with the WBO. So all roads lead to him getting a world title shot well deservedly so like he's such a great guy entertaining as you say those fast hands Mm. it's so misleading it's so misleading a fighter like that because you'd be mistaken for thinking he's like a bit ploddy but then when you say the perfect timing the perfect speed it was like two trains meeting on a collision course and yeah and it just broke Joe Joyce but Joe Joyce insisted that he wasn't retiring after that fight last night. Maybe take some time away, reassess things. And as you say, Andy, yeah, some people have some boxers' numbers. It it, it it does it's not the end of the world. Just you may have to rebuild, take a couple of steps back. But for Joe Joyce, and certainly in this heavyweight division, there's still great fights to be made.
0: That's the thing. I think Joe Joyce when people look at him, he does get hit quite a lot, and people were saying that's that, get, that just makes it for a short career. Now, last night when I was watching that fight, I was almost thinking to myself, Yeah, he might retire after this one because he has he's just turned 38. Um, two back to back stoppage losses to Zhang. And for who I for me, I want to see him like health is wealth, right? That's yeah. that's what I feel like health is wealth. 38 years old, and for him to get back into that position that he was in the interim like knocking on the door, there was talks of him fighting Tyson Fury, there was talks of him fighting Usyk, Joshua's. For him to get back into that position now, Joe, he's got to take this long road and it's going to go round and it's a long path back. And does he have time being at 38? Who knows? Zhang's 40. Mm. Do you know what I mean? He he got beat by, well, in some people's eyes, he didn't get beat, but he did get beat by Hergovic. A lot of people might have thought that was the end of him. 40 years old, 39 years old, getting beat. You can kind of get back to it. And he got his opportunity and took it with both hands. I'm not saying it's the end of Joe Joyce. I'm just thinking that health is wealth. If he wants to carry on, who am I to say don't carry on? He's a fighter. He knows his own body. But I do wish him well. I hope he does go away and take a long, long break. Enjoy life. Go on a massive holiday. Um, put his feet up. Forget about boxing for a couple of weeks. And then if he wants to do it again, then like like I say, I know Joe Joyce. I do like him and um, he's probably one of the nicest guys you look yeah. at his post fight I, I watched his post fight interview with Uma like he was just a nice guy like nothing he'd just been knocked out and he's just like yeah you know I'll just go back and he's just so relaxed and that's just his demeanour and that's why people love him
1: Yeah and with the talk of retirement I think with the way the heavyweight division is now and we spoke about it last week because three of the belts are tied up with one man
0: mm-hmm. there is so
1: little opportunity for challengers to get their opportunity but we don't know after what we hope to be an undisputed fight next year. I'm pretty certain the belts will fragment at some point. And then when you look at that, suddenly two, three people getting opportunities a year turns into at least four, depending whether it's vacant titles, defending titles. So there is, there there is shape for Joe Joyce to come back. I, I think I'd like to see the Daniel Dubois rematch. They're both coming off losses now. I think that's a fight that sells. Uh, two British heavyweights, always always nice to see. But again, don't rush into any decisions. He's been great for the sport over the past couple of years. We spoke about it last week again with the Joe Parker, the Daniel Dubois, and even these Yang fights. You know, he's great value, Joe Joyce. Mm-hmm. So it's one of them ones, he's, he's completely up to him. Mm-hmm. I I agree. But the thing is, as well, when you look at the landscape
0: right now, we, we took like Usik has three, Tyson has one. Usyk just fulfilled his WBA mandatory in August, right? He's going to he's gonna want to be out January, February next year, okay? Yeah. Hergovitch just said, nope, I'm not stepping aside. Fury's fighting in the end of October, right? But, you know, sometimes they take a couple of weeks off, they have to go back into a training camp. For Fury to get back into talks with Usyk, I don't think it'll be January, February time before they fight. Do you know what I mean? So, and Hergovich just said no. So it looks like I'm going to guess that Hugovic will get his shot, and deservedly so. He does he does deserve his shot at that title, um, February time with, with Usyk. That will leave... Tyson won't wait till the summer to fight Usyk. He's going to want to fight. I think the Zhang-Tyson-Fury fight makes a little bit of sense. I know Zhang isn't uh, ranked in the WBC. Uh, it will have to be a voluntary defence unless the WBC put a mandatory on Tyson, which if you look at the number one and number two at the WBC, it's, it's Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua. So, do yeah. you want to see a fourth fight against uh, Wilder?
1: Well, mm. it, it depends what the other option is. Uh, uh, they've, they've all been entertaining fights. Yeah.
0: But I just, yeah, I, I just think that if the WBC don't push that mandatory on him and he has a voluntary, why not give it to Jean? Because I'm pretty sure he deserves it after the, the controversial loss to Hergovic. Mm. What's just done to Joyce coming to his backyard Twice and putting on clinical performances against somebody like Joyce, who everyone was talking about his chin and the granite chin. Joyce was the I had Joyce winning the first fight. I thought, yeah, Joyce is going to just be the juggernaut and destroy Zhang. I was wrong, and uh, I almost said I, I thought that maybe Joyce would take him in the latter rounds, and I was wrong again with Zhang. So Zhang keeps proving me wrong. Yeah, <laughs> Do you know what I mean. So I, I'm not going to go against him next fight. If I do go against him, it will be if he does face Tyson Fury. I just think Tyson Fury is that heavyweight in terms of skill set. I think Wilder's got that big punch and it's a long right hand. Zhang likes to stay tight a little bit. Land You land a couple of shots and he unleashes a flurry. Um, Joshua, that would be a good fight. I think uh, big big units like that, they both hit hard. I don't know. It's, I, do, I do hope that Zhang gets his shot. I think he deserves it. I do think he deserves it. And then if Hugovich and Jang are out the way, if Tyson Fury Usyk beat them too, that just leaves there's no there isn't really anyone out there that deserves a shot at the heavyweight title. Do you know what I mean? If that makes sense, I know there's all, yeah. all there's other guys out there like the Pacolis and the the Joshers and the Wilders and whatnot, but um, yeah, I think maybe the summertime we'll get a summer blockbuster with with Usyk and Fury. If 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 we get these talks on and we can get this this fight made, I say we, but I'm, I'm talking about the boxing community in yep. terms of getting this big, undisputed heavyweight fight done and dusted. And let's see who Numero Uno is.
1: Certainly. We, shall we head over to I Mm-hmm. And he, uh, well, Conor Ben, slip him on a card four days before the fight announced. And, wow, well, I don't think anyone was expecting that tough of a fight for him, but when you've been out the ring for that long, I think they're experienced rounds. I think they're value valuable rounds, aren't they, Andy?
0: Definitely. Now obviously people are gonna have the he still's gotta go through his due process with the board and stuff like that. And a lot of I know like Simon Jordan's very, very Simon Jordan is that guy that's pushing against Connor Ben having a fight. And it's again, there's the moral aspect. The only thing stopping Connor Ben from fighting is the morality side of things. Alright, he's cleared to fight. That's what people but it's the morality side of things. He does need to clear his name with the board and, and all this sort of stuff that's going on. But like Eddie Hearn says and Simon Jordan admitted himself that is is the morality aspect of things that do the, the only thing that's stopping Conor Ben. If he wants to fight, he can fight because he's been cleared, apparently. Oh he has been cleared, sorry. Um but going on his fight last night, wow. I, I just thought that for somebody that was 18 months out the ring, mm. he landed some heavy, heavy, heavy shots, man. He was and obviously, we know Mexicans, right? You can stereotype Mexicans in, in terms of they have they do have chins. I don't know what's, what the, what's in the food. It must be the, I don't know what it is they eat down there or the, the blood that they have in there that's flowing through their veins, but they are just tough, tough men. Hard to stop, hard to knock down. And again, uh, Rodolfo Orozco proved it last night. But here's an interesting fact, Joe. Do you know what weight Rodolfo Orozco made his debut at? Bear in mind he's a light middleweight. Bear in mind he's a super super welterweight, light middleweight. Yep, one five four.
1: Wow,
0: like a flyweight. One hundred and seven pounds was his debut. One hundred and seven pounds. He's fifty pounds heavier now. Wow, that's an. I was only in two thousand and fifteen.
1: So eight years ago, he was just under fifty pounds lighter, and now he's in. Yep, with. ferocious (laughs) very ferocious and probably an angry after the past 18 months Connor Ben.
0: exactly that and again that was just an interesting fact that I found out and it was just I was just like wow how could you go from because he looked massive if you looked at Connor you looked at Connor Ben and and, uh, Orozco on the scales and you looked at the height difference and even in the ring Orozco looked solid he was a lot taller I think what is he six foot he was up to close to six foot five eleven six foot and eight years down, eight years ago, he was a flyweight or whatever it was. Um, I just think that's that's crazy. That's a crazy little thing that I, I found out. But yeah, going on Conor Ben's performance again. I think eighteen months out the ring to get those ten rounds under your belt. Over in America, so you've not got the, really the crowd on your side to push mm-hmm. you along a little bit. He landed some sickening shots. His shot selection was was brilliant. His uppercuts, his right hands. Um his inside work when he's in, in short and he's rolling and he's just, boom, tucking shots in uh, was phenomenal. And you can see that he, he does, again, maybe, maybe he didn't stop him because it was a new weight for Connor as well. Connor hasn't fought that heavy yeah. before. He was at 154 pounds. So I think that where, where's his best weight? I think, jeez, man, that anywhere between, like he says, 147 and 160. But going on that performance last night and getting the win, and Eddie Hearn's post-fight interview. Uh, all roads lead to one person, I believe, and I think an offer's been made. So that person is who?
1: Florian Marku. No, I'm joking. It's Chris <laughs> Eubank. <U-Mate. laughs> it's Chris <laughs> Eubank Jr. Um, yeah, finally, we get it. Um, if we just hope, I think, last week before Christmas, two days before Christmas, and what a Christmas present it would be for every single fight fan. You talk about the morality side, We've got 13 weeks to sort that out, make sure that everything is ironed out and there's no doubts in anyone's minds that this fight is right and this fight is ready to go ahead. Hopefully we pray in the UK because it's so much bigger than what it would have been in October of last year. You mentioned about the crowd not being behind him last night in America because he's used to those big British crowds. He may have to get used to that because he may be going in to whether it's Wembley, it could be Tottenham, it could be Cardiff. If he may be going in as the villain, he mm. could be getting booed after the way the last 18 months have panned out. It'd be a very split crowd, and it would be a very, very different atmosphere to the first fight. So he might, he might, he might, that might have been part of the game plan. It might have been part of this, this plan to recreate this fight, manoeuvre it all right. And look, two, three weeks ago now, Eubank Jr. done his job. In avenging a loss against Liam Smith. Connor Ben dusted off the cobwebs. And I want to say there weren't many cobwebs there. That was a man last night who'd been in the gym for those 18 months. He could have hidden away and stayed out of boxing and kind of backed off. Because when you've got everyone against you, and he did have a lot of people against him, still has, mm-hmm. you could hide away and he didn't. And I know for a fact he's been working extremely hard. And I think we saw it in the gi- in that fight last night.
0: Yeah, I I agree because sometimes a lot of, a lot of people talk about Ring rust and being out. Eighteen months is a long time for any fight, especially a fighter as young as as Conor Ben. You like to keep that momentum going, yeah. um, but he's in this division now where, well, the divisions. If he because if you're going on his words, one forty said he's putting the one hundred forty seven pound to one hundred sixty pound divisions on notice, and those divisions have just got monsters in it. Um, and I noticed a little thing that he'd he done on his, his Instagram when he was at him ranked number six and Josh Taylor at Welterweight is number five. And he's put eggplant emojis next to to, to Josh Taylor. So there's a, there's a fight that can be made in the future as well. So he's got options. He's got options. But like I say, going on, he does have to maybe for him to fight in the UK is go through due process with the board and UCAD and all that sort of stuff. And I think that, I think that he will, I think that he will want to clear his name because he's been fighting, he's been wanting to clear his name for, for a long time now. And like I said, I, the only thing that was stopping him fighting was the morality side of things, but he was, he has cleared the fight. So, uh, and it was, and for somebody that young, and he's been 18 months out of the ring, it was a, I thought it was a solid performance last night. I, like, I didn't see any ring rust. You talked about cobwebs, if there was anything, there was only a, a little dust there wasn't yep. much cobwebs on him and that, that's testament to him training hard staying in the gym the hard sparring that he does I think if, if you follow him on Instagram he was getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning and going for runs and sprints the track work and that just tells me that's somebody that's hungry that's somebody that wants it do you know what I mean because at this age at 41 I mean I used to be able to do that when I was in the army and stuff like that I used to be able to get up in the morning and train and get up at 4 in the morning and do mad shit like that but at 41 yep. no chance I won't be getting up at four. If somebody said you won't go a track day, Andrew, at, uh, at four a.m. in the morning. i am be like, nah. No, 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 Unless I was in Spain and the sun was shining. Not not in Scotland when the rain hits you in the side of the face. No chance. But like I say, I do want to touch on something else. As well, the Sandy Ryan, though. Yeah. Sandy Ryan deserves that rematch, hundred percent. Um I watched it last night. listen, I don't know where them judges what, what they were seeing last night, but I don't, I don't know what's going on with, with boxing. I think sometimes boxing is the, the one of the – one of all combat sports. I think combat sports in total are the best sports in the world. I love when just two people, same size, same height, in a confined space, just see who's the best. It's a lonely mm-hmm. sport in there. You don't have a team to, to back up or fall on or nothing like that. I just think something needs to be done when these judges because they, they ruin the sport sometimes when they get it that wrong, but everybody else can see it differently. Do you know what I mean? But I think that Eddie Hearn will put that rematch on. I think that's uh, maybe here in the UK. Who knows? Uh, But I think Sandy Ryan definitely deserves that rematch, 100%.
1: Look, I haven't seen that fight yet, um, I'll be honest. But judging from what I have seen on Twitter and just the general reaction I've seen, our interview with Eddie Hearn that was put up, and for him to go up to the judges and say, look, what are you watching? Because... Mm -hmm. I I understand when some fights get backlash because you can score it, it is so it, it's it's so personal to the judges but when everyone says you've got it wrong what are you watching and mm-hmm. certainly I think one card was very wide well, am I right in saying Andrew mm-hmm.
0: yeah I think one one was 195 well, 95, 95 uh, I can't remember what the scores was. was 98 something I can't remember I
1: think it was the 93 97 I think Yeah, I, I think yeah, i saw yeah, it yeah. in there that's disgraceful. If everyone's saying that Sandy Ryan's won and McCaskill's won it by four rounds, then then something needs to be done. But I can say something needs to be done, but I don't know what to be honest. Because we can sit sit here going round in merry-go-rounds. We've had it before in high level British fights when when it's down to the judge's discretion. It's it's what can be done. Just more education, but then there's more funding. That, I don't know what's needed. Have you got a solution?
0: No, I don't know. It's, it's almost like how? What do you? What do you prefer? Do you prefer? Right. If I'm fighting you, Joe. Okay, I'm. I've got. I'm all the pressure. I'm putting all the pressure on you. I'm not landing clean shots, but I'm. I'm pushing you back. You're blocking a lot of them. But then, boom! You hit me one good shot. Boom! I stagger back. But then I come back. And I throw a lot more prop punches and then boom, you hit me with another left hook, and I stagger back. So that round, you've landed two clean shots that have hurt me. But for the rest of that round, I put all that pressure on top of you. I'm 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 applying the pressure. I'm I'm trying to throw punches. I'm landing. You're slip-dipping and one. Who do you score the round to? The guy that's put the pressure on, yeah. or the guy that's landed two, two or three, four clean shots. So I'm not saying that's what happened in the Sandy Ryan fight, but what do judges prefer? What what is there is there a system in terms of how you score the fight, do you score it on pressure, clean shots landed, or is it a bit of both? Or Do you know what I mean? I'm I'm not privy to, to what these judges for, but for me, um, I think it should be a little bit of a mixture. I think if you you need to land scoring shots. You need to yeah. land that shot that, boom, right on that jawline or a good shot that stags, a good body shot that makes you wince. If you're throwing shots and, Joe, you're, you're doing what you normally do, Joe, because I've seen you in a gym, you're slip-dipping and rolling and you're doing all this stuff. Do you know what I mean? I'm not hitting you, but I'm p- applying the pressure. Do you, do you give me the round? Again, it's it's subjective, isn't it? That's why we love the sport because this is what this is what we do. We talk about it and it keeps us talking. Um, but I don't know, mate. Maybe more education, maybe a more clear idea on how to score a fight, pressure, clean shots, whatever it may be. Um I don't know. I don't know. Do you have a solution, young man?
1: I don't, but what I will say <laughs> is if we did get in the ring the Scorecards won't be needed, mate. You'd be taking me out within the round, so that so, uh, so that argument's void. There, listen, Joe. I'm, um, I'm, um, I'm, um, yeah, that's
0: probably true. You're right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was gonna try and give you some, uh, nah, but you're right. Listen, we're gonna talk on the Misfits card, and that's that's probably a good transition. Unless, yeah. do an IFL versus IFL TV Misfits card type thing, um, me against you, youth against age, beauty against ugly, beauty against beast, even. Um, I'm, I'm game for it.
1: I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, I'm a lover, not a fighter, Andrew. Um, but yeah, uh, misfits, misfits was good this week, actually. I will say, I know I know you're not the biggest fan of it, but mm. that, that this was built as the fighter's fight. Both yeah. fighters have fought professionally before, I think. Only the once in Aaron Chalmers' case. And then I think Idris Verga had 13 fights. And... You know what? It, it wasn't bad. A little three, three round fight. First round, Aaron Chalmers wobbled Idris Virgo, Not and right? then yeah, yeah. Um, he, he, uh, in my post fight interview with Idris, he said that woke him up, and then after Idris, he kind of switched him on. Um, one of them I need to, one of the shots I need to see because it looked a little bit low, but I haven't rewatched that yet. But yeah, it, he he really did take apart Aaron Chalmers, and Aaron Chalmers is a really tough guy, so. Uh, it was it was interesting to see the different type of fights with misfits because usually we used to see not the most skilled fights. and I, don't get me wrong i'm not saying this is a mayweather pacquiao or anything like this but it's certainly a step up to what you're used to with misfits and it it was it was a nice change but yeah very entertaining and it was a good set up to this prime card which is is going to be absolutely huge because they're just adding the biggest names from this crossover world left right and center anyone who is in touch with this Misfitch, they've got like five fights on the undercard that could headline their own shows. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's going to be a big one in about three weeks' time.
0: You know I don't really... I, I listen, I, did, I obviously I didn't, I didn't watch it. I, it's not like a... a, a I listen, it's, it, it is what it is, right? It's, it's They're staying in the lane, which I like, uh, and yeah. they're doing what they do, which is good, and they're making money from it. And to be fair, Aaron Chalmers has done a little bit of boxing. I know he's trained down at Adam Booth's gym for a long time, and yeah. Idris Virgo's Idris Virgo. He, he's boxed as well. Yeah, uh, so and I have seen that Joe Laws, Did he, he Law jump in the ring? Did he jump in the ring? What happened there? Was he dressed as a, a Roman Empire or something like? that? What was he
1: dressed? Yeah, so there was a lot of talks about what he was going to do on this uh, show. He was a Randall fight week. He interrupted the press conference. Uh, yeah, he turned up in his Versace dressing gown with nothing but Christmas underpants on to the weighing, and then and then he turns up in a, in a gladiator's outfit and jumps in and sticks it on Idris Virgo at the end. I think that space is made for Joe Laws. I've got a little face off he done with Brook, which I'll be putting out later, which is very entertaining. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think if there's any boxer that's built for Misfits, it's got to be Joe Laws, hasn't
0: it? I agree, man. He, he, he brings that sort of character, that Versace dressing gown, and he, he, the, the Mexican mask with a cigar, and... Uh, dressed as a Spartan last night or whatever it was he was dressed at last night he, he's he's made for this and I think that this is probably his his sort of his route that he should go down because he is that funny guy and stuff like mm. that and I watched another thing as well, was it Slim or something and uh, Salt Papi, and he made it yep. out like a WWE thing when was it Salt Pappy was oh, I, in see, the, I, see, I see in the on ring. Instagram that Salt Papi was in the ring and, and they tried to do the Stone Cold Steve off and <laughs> But it was Slim Shady, yeah. uh, was it Slim Shady for Slim coming in or something like that? I, I mean, it is what it is. Misfits and uh, they're getting the crowds in. I'd, I'd admit that, and they're doing the thing, and you seem to be enjoying it. And I've seen you on the karaoke. For people that don't know, Joe, you can sing, young man. I'll give you that. And you've got a, you've got a set of lungs on you. I
1: and don't know, you know, know about on that. Joe's yeah.
0: you missed it because it was on his story. He was uh, he was singing singing his little heart out weren't well, on
1: my story i would never put that sort of thing up. i just did share it i can't remember somebody else put it up there and tagged me in it so i just had to give it a little take but yeah these these, these fight especially these misfit misfits ones are fun to be around because there's some characters that you'd never usually meet in day-to-day boxing life from all different aspects of the world and sometimes you look at them and think wow am i really here mm-hmm. but then you got to, you got to get to know these people. Everyone's different at the end of the day, and uh, yeah, certainly an experience.
0: Definitely. And listen, I'm still I'm still wanting to get on that card. If anyone wants to fight an old IFL guy, I'll I'll do it. I'll fight.
1: We need to find you an opponent. We need to find you an opponent, Me do, mate. We do.
0: And uh, if anyone's out there, if you're watching this and you want to have a little rumble, um, I've got Joe in my corner. He can do all the smack talking. I'll do the fighting. And uh, yeah, let's get it on. But Joe. Listen, been a busy week. Like the last couple after the, the Smith Eubank fight, it was a quiet week. But yeah. this week we've got uh, it was busy again. We've had the Joe Joyce connor Ben return. We've got obviously the Misfit stuff and then heading into October, we've got Warrington and Lee Wood defending his title against Warrington. We've got your Misfits card with Tommy Fury and KSI. We've got uh Jack Catterall against Linares at the end of the month in Liverpool. So October's looking like a busy month as well. So be more things to talk about but as always Joe love speaking to you on a Sunday mate you make my Sunday sometimes young
1: man but until the next one I'll see you soon my man. Until the next one, I'll see you soon and I'm sure we'll be speaking about Jordan Thompson next week he right. has got his big world title shot, look forward to covering that and hopefully maybe I'll be talking to you on Sunday and we'll have a new British world champion in our books Jordan Thompson but we shall see in seven days' time. I'm sure I'll be here, sitting here, talking to you via Zoom. And make sure you watch, like, talk smart with P.O. McCart, all your streaming platforms. We're every Sunday, not to be missed. And I'll see you soon. See you later. Peace out. to not be first? Do we do enough? Well, well I, I never, never shot up about it. It
0: must have been about 17, 16, 17. We knit their girlfriends.
1: Right, the bouncer's girlfriends. This is no good for me. That's the reality if you want the honest truth and I'll see it every day
0: Sport Social Podcast network.